This is episode 189 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to reflect upon the recent TEDx talk that I gave just about a month ago now, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how it went, the behind the scenes, and also tell you a little bit about what I learned. Three main things and then one bonus. The TED Talk is called How to Lead with Hope, Solution-Focused Conversation Navigation. And you can look it up. It's going to be out in just a couple days. So when you hear this, jump over there, check it out. But this episode is special and dear to my heart, so let's get started. This is the podcast where you learn how to build stronger connections and have better conversations using the solution-focused approach. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a solution-focused life coach, and each week we learn new strategies so that we can build our families strong and be the person that we were always meant to be. You can learn more about our products and services by going to thefocusedmindset.com or hop over to Amazon to get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is the Focused Mindset Podcast and I'm your host, Cher Kretz, and it's time for us to chat again. This is the podcast where we talk about the solution-focused approach and how it applies to our life so we can live a more hopeful life, a happier life, have a family life that's rich and inviting. And when we make mistakes, we can be able to move on with more confidence, more peace. This is what I strive for. I know that it's what you guys strive for. And today is a really special episode because I found out that in just a few days, my link to my very first TEDx talk is gonna be launched on the YouTube channel on the TEDx YouTube channel, I'm so excited. And this is one of those situations where I will shamelessly ask people to watch. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. Don't be surprised if you get a personal email from me. I wanna be able to not only talk to you guys about it, but not only have you watch it, but also get feedback about who you might have shared it to. Maybe you can let me know how many people you shared it with because I'd love for this to be a situation where my message that I shared about hope travels and it travels and moves from state to state and country to country. And, um, and it, that's you know kind of like that's always the vision. But today I'm gonna share with you the stuff I learned that wasn't expected by doing a TEDx talk. And the reason why, even if nobody saw the link, it was so personally rewarding um, that I just think that we can all learn from when we're in uncomfortable, brand new situations, we can all take lessons from that. And that's exactly what happened with me. You know, I knew that when I revisited a journal from a few years back, and I saw in that journal that I had wrote, it'd be really nice to one day do a TEDx talk. When I read it, it hit my heart. I knew it's more than just really nice. You need to make this a focus. 
you need to have, uh, you need to put in practice hope in that proclamation that you wrote in that journal years ago. So in January of this year, it'll be almost a year, um, what a crazy, amazing year. Uh, I wrote an affirmation and I wrote it in my notes that I always, every year for the past few years, I've written affirmations very much based on the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Elrod. And um, I basically wrote that I would complete, I would create, write, prepare, and give a TED Talk in 2023. And, uh, and then to get the email saying you've been chosen, um, when I'm just kind of like putting the word out there, hey, you know, how do I get a TED, how do I get a TED event? Well, I didn't know. This is one of those times where I invested in myself. I hired a coach. I hired a coach named Caesar. He was amazing. And I put, began to put myself in uncomfortable situations for a minute one when he started challenging me to do things that I had never done before and learn and grow. And then, like I said, when I got that email, I had no idea the real work that would begin. Uh, many of you might not know that when you get a TEDx event, um, you have been asked then to talk at a local place that kind of hosts a TED style event. And then the, they record them in a professional manner and prepare them and then send them over to TED that launches it on their YouTube channel. And this is how majority of the TEDx talks that you hear, this is how they get to you. And many of you have listened to them and have your favorites and listened to them over and over. I know I always hear them pop up um, when I'm in a training event at my work. And, um, and so I, the one that, that called me was across the United States. I am on the West Coast. It is on the East Coast in Florida. Now, I have some relatives in Florida, but I was thrown. I'd never heard of Ocala. I've never heard of, um, I didn't know anything about Ocala. I was like, do I research? Do I do I figure this out? No, I just pushed, yes, I'll be there. I'll figure it all out later, which is admittedly the way I do a lot of things. I'll, I, I do. I just kind of say, this is what I'm going to do. I jump in and then I figure it out. Once I said yes, I realized that this was going to be a different ballgame. The preparation that needed to occur was going to push me, was going to stretch me, was going to make me grow in ways that I haven't grown in years. It reminded me similarly, similarly, (laughs) too many L's there, similar to when I started this YouTube because, um, well, my podcast really, uh, the YouTube, as you can see, if you're watching, it's just, it's kind of in its infancy phases. I started them both at the same time, but I really focused on the podcast. And though many of you have been listeners since the very beginning, and I felt a similar feeling of preparation that I had when I started the podcast, the focused mindset. And when I knew that I needed to do it, but there was a big difference when I made that decision the only person I was accountable to me, the only person that made a timeline was me. And I was able to 
take my time in preparing. I bought my microphones probably six months, maybe eight months before I even pushed record and recorded my first podcast because I was on my own timeline. But in this case, I was immediately put on a very strict timeline timeline and they gave me a coach and they want me to meet with the coach weekly and they gave me detailed instructions and a, a huge sheet of information for both my speaker coach and myself and a timeline that I needed to meet, right? And then after we began to practice and clarify my script, I needed to be vulnerable enough to share my writing that I had written with the coach and then figure out what would actually be said because it needs to be only about 13 to 15 minutes. And all of this was something I didn't quite think about when I'm applying. I was just like, it would be great to do. I thought, I've spoke so many times before. I'm, I'm, I've got this, right? That's what my head's telling me. Now, I never ever got to the point where I didn't think I had it. I did know, I knew that I could accomplish this, but I had to level up quick because I needed to memorize every single bit of the script once it was approved. And it was important that I stayed to the message exactly the way that Ted um, has their events. They want that to be uncompromised. And it's important that I held that to the highest standard. And I was happy to do it. And, um, and I want to take this episode, like as you can tell, to kind of talk to you about my behind the scenes situation with this TEDx event. Some of you might want to be a speaker at a TEDx event, and maybe a little bit of this can help you to do some mental preparation and understand what it takes. And others of you, I hope that you can listen to the life lessons that I'm pulling from this entire experience so that you can move forward in your life to be more solution focused with your family, with your friends, with your goals, with your personal accomplishments that you're going to accomplish in your life. Um, be open to learning the same lessons that I learned because it's worth it. It's worth it to stretch yourself, to level up your life. Is it easy? No, but it's a lot more simple than we think because it really just takes boldness. It takes a level of follow through. It takes a level of doing what you said you were going to do. And at the end of that, being able to walk into a level of per personal accomplishment then that comes from that. Now, there's three things that I truly learned from my TEDx talk when I come back and I reflect. It's been a little while now, a month or so. I learned a new level of humility. I have notes right here. I knew I learned a new level of how to be teachable. And I learned how to embrace the uncomfortable. Humility, teachable, and being okay with being uncomfortable. No one told me that these are the three lessons I'd walk away with. No one said that I was lacking in that. I think we all lack in these areas or others, but now looking back, I thought, 
I don't know of any other way that I could have learned humility, how to be truly teachable and how to be okay with being uncomfortable unless I did something that was so large and so outside of my comfort zone that it forced me. It forced me out of any negative or even just wrong self-talk that wanted me to pump the brakes or deviate or make things just a little bit more comfortable for me or extend the timeline like I did many times with the podcast. It forced me to stay on track and continue. And I guess the other thing it taught me, the bonus thing, was real follow-through. What does that truly look like? What does it look like to persevere? Not over a long period of time to persevere when you're going through a struggle, but persevere to the end of a task and finish what you say you're going to do. And that's what I learned. First, I want to talk about humility. Humility began when I had a whole bunch of writing and ideas of how to approach conversations in a hopeful way. I had all of the research and so much that had been that I had put into learning about how to have these conversations and the success that I've had. And then I needed to release it. I needed to, the humility that I learned was the humility to say, I'm completely releasing this to the process that needs to happen. Realizing that I'm not going to be perfect, realizing that things are going to be changed, that I'm going to hear criticism, and truly, truly being okay with that. Can you think of something in your life that stretched you in that type of way? Something in the past that you know that that was the moment that you truly had to practice humility um, because you had to, not because you actually decided to. And in this situation, I could have chose to be less humble, but I remember one day when I was sitting and I was reading over everything that I had written and I just whispered a prayer to say, give me humility. I want this to be uh, a process where I'm able to dig deep. And we're not going to be able to do that holding on to my pride and pretending like I got it all together and holding true to you know every single important thing. I need to be able to have the openness that humility gives us. I learned through listening to my coaches that True humility means that we are 100% in the moment and listening to the people that have the best interests, our best interest at heart. That we're not listening with a background tape going on in our head of going, yeah, but, well, yeah, well, so they think that, and I'm going to do it this other way instead, or all of this dialogue that happens in our mind. True humility means that we clear our mind of that and that we say, I'm going to be in such a moment with this person that I'm going to hear this advice, even if it's hard to hear, um, through their eyes. So I can look at my own writing again and reevaluate it through what they see. 
And there were times when people said, oh, that story is not landing or this, uh, this situation isn't, isn't working for you. I remember in particular, I was working with my, uh, my mentor group. Well, it's actually a mastermind group that I've been a part of for a couple of years now. I can't believe it. And we've been growing together on SBI pro and, uh, and thank you, Pat Flynn. And uh, we, we, we've been growing and growing together. And I did the very, very first raw speech in front of them. The safest place. The people that know all about how I've been growing the focused mindset in this podcast. And one of the people, Shelly Davis, she says, you know, uh, that story that I had told. She was unsure about where it was placed and, and the flow of it. And it opened up my mind to the possibility. At, to that point, I was thinking, wow, this is exactly the way it should be. The possibility that I had my entire script messed up. It needed to be flipped. It needed to be flipped all the way around. And then it, it, it allowed me to be open to listen to other criticism where people nicely were like, well, I kind of wasn't sure about, what did they say? That same story. The same thing happened in the in my coaching sessions. And so I went back to the drawing board and I flipped that story and I shortened it and I changed it and I uh, fixed it. I didn't know at the time I was fixing it. I just thought, you know, I'm going to move in humility and it got fixed. And I realized in that moment that I'd felt that before. So many times that I was humbled as a parent. So many times I've been humbled as a counselor when I think, oh, wait a minute, that needs adjusting. And that skill was used and it made a huge difference. I'm so glad for that. Now, the second thing that I learned is really how to be teachable in a brand new way. When you're doing something as new as this, you better bet you're going to be teachable. And I heard, I, I knew, I got together with my best friend, Rhonda, which I talked about a couple of episodes ago. And she, uh, she started talking to me. And then when I came back, I had actually taken her advice. And it was so funny. She's like, I'm so glad you listened and took the advice. And I said, you, cause she's known me, she's known me a long time. And sometimes I might not so much. And I said, you don't know. I want advice. And in every way that I can actually do it, I am going to take the advice. Now, no person gave me advice more boldly and exactly what I needed to hear than my sister, Michelle. My sister, Michelle, has been an acting coach and actress herself for most of her life and an acting coach. And she is and always will be far more skilled than I am on performing and stage and presence. And when I met with her, I felt like a toddler. <laughs> I felt like I had never spoke before in my life in front of an audience, but I just wanted to feel that way. I wanted to feel so teachable and moldable, like I had never done this before. And she began to write all over my script and have me say things again and visualize things differently. And it's a moment I'll never forget sitting in her living room and just being teachable made all the difference. It changed everything. And the next thing I really learned is how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, being okay with being uncomfortable. 
And as I got on the airplane to go clear across the country from California to Florida, I began to prepare myself. And I sat and listened to music in the plane. And I thought, my job is to enjoy the moment. How many times have I said on this podcast that part of our job is to enjoy the moments that we're given, enjoy the action that we're doing. And I did a little self-talk and thought, I know I'm going to be uncomfortable. I know that nerves are going to be threatening to take me over. They did it practice. I froze up completely at one of my practices that was on stage before in California. And so I listened to music and I prepared to embrace the uncomfortable fully. And I'm going to be practicing that all the time now, just taking that moment of mindfulness, not just to breathe and have a cleansing breath and be in the moment, but to be prepared to embrace the uncomfortable. It was powerful. I really, it's kind of like even at this point as I'm talking about this, I feel like I can't even express to you each of these points big enough because it was such a moving experience in my life. I don't know if any of you guys can even relate right now. I know that you can. I know that there's something you'll be like, oh yeah, I've been there. It was, it was just an a moving experience. That's what that was because I'm flying in the plane and I found a song that encouraged me. One of my favorite songs, I played it on repeat and I did a little thing where I kind of like pictured the whole talk in that song. I remember telling my coach I was going to do this and he's like, I guess if that works for you, but you have to remember I led worship at Harvest Christian Fellowship with um, the group of worship leaders for a long time. And singing songs and musical type things really helps my mind remember. So listening to that song was part of my process. I had to do what works for me. And as I got off that plane and I got into practice mode, uh, things began to feel uncomfortable. And we had a green room and they were just spoiling us. And all the while, we were inching closer to the time that I would be on stage. We were inching closer to the moment that I would walk on with the whole audience out there. And if I could explain these TEDx events, you guys watch them on video. It's dark and the person seems to be illuminated. Um, they have a look that they're trying to put out, right? Is that the TEDx always has the person bright and the dark kind of behind them with a, a TED somewhere. And in order to accomplish that, there needs to be the brightest light in your eyes that you've ever seen. Now, I've spoke a lot of places and I can usually somewhat see the audience. Mm -mm, hardly at all. It was challenging because I knew that I was about to walk out in that experience. And for me, I had luck of the draw, which I didn't think was very lucky. I, out of 13 people, were third to the last. So, so many people had gone before me. I'd watched them come off the stage and be elated and, and do their little post-interview. And, and pretty soon, slowly but surely, it came upon my time to be on stage. And there was a break right before my turn to talk. 
and they put the microphone on me and I was asked to stand backstage and just wait. And as I sat there and I waited, I felt a calm come over me, but, but I still was wondering like, what happens? I began to start think, to think, you know, what happens if I mess up? What happens? What happens if I do this? And I just prayed, God, give me what I need. And all of a sudden I started listening. I started mindfully listening. If you will, I could hear the whole crowd start to walk into the auditorium. It's a huge college auditorium and I can hear people begin to shuffle in from the break and laughing and talking and, and sharing. And all of a sudden it came over me. This is familiar. I have heard this before. And all of a sudden I remembered years ago when, before I had kids, I, um, and while I had little kids, I, like I said, led worship at Harvest Christian Fellowship. And these were the same sounds that I would hear right before I went out on stage as people began to walk into church and find their seat in the pews and get ready to uh, receive the worship. There's a certain sound, the, 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 just the chatter of the people. And it was so familiar and it was so comforting. And it felt like something I've always known. And I heard a little voice and it was like, you've done this before. You've been in front of this before. You have no reason to feel nervous. And I didn't. The nerves just flew away. <laughs> it was amazing because I could hear them introducing me. And when I walked on stage, everything didn't go perfectly, but it went amazing. And when you guys see it, you'll know. Um, I'm super trying super hard not to be too critical of myself, but I have to say that I am. But even with being critical, I was so pleased that I was able to share this message of hope and communication that had been on my heart for so long and remember the words that I had memorized and laugh along with the audience as they laughed. And as I shared that people can communicate with hope and that hope is so much more important than everything we know and everything that we want to share. It's more important that someone walks away and feels like as a result of talking to you, that they feel more hopeful about their life, that it's about them. This was a vulnerable topic because it's not always how I practiced my life. If I get nervous and uh, I'm in a social situation where I'm uncomfortable, I go to the automatic, oh, well, I'll always have something to say. And I just start talking and I'll have something to say. But sometimes you have to be okay with the silence. And I wanted to share that moment with the, that, that message with everyone there. And I was able to. And, and I walked off the stage and it was just a, such a strange feeling of just, you did this. You did something that you had written down, you put in the hard work and you accomplished it. And it's really, 
even if I do several other TED Talks and keynotes and all the things that I might speak, I'll always remember that moment of accomplishing this goal in Florida on that stage. And it was, it was truly amazing. And I felt, I felt as though people were with me, not the people in the audience, but the people that had walked alongside and helped me. My TED coach, the, the coach, my speaker coach, um, I felt the presence of my sister and my best friend and my other sister and my other sister, all three of my, my, the sisters that really poured into me and, uh, and my mom and my stepmom and my father. And, and just, I felt the energy of my daughter Cherish that's been, was so amazingly supportive every step of the way. And most of all, my husband who un, un, uh, unequivocally every single moment of time believes in me. <laughs> he believes in me a thousand billion percent more than I believe in myself. And I could feel those people with me. I could feel you with me. I could feel the people that have been with me in this podcast for a minute one and listened and emailed me and said, I love what you said in this podcast episode. The people that I've coached that I know from, um, that I met because of this podcast, I felt them with me. It was like a community of people that were, were cheering for me. And, and, I know that this seems like, oh, you're really getting out there right now, but I, it's a true feeling that I felt of community. And it wasn't with the audience out there. It was with the people that had come alongside and helped me. And I would say that the humility, being teachable, being okay with being uncomfortable, that doing that allowed me to feel that feeling in that moment because I open my heart to them speaking into my life. I remember a friend that I spoke to that I hadn't spoke to in a long time that, um, that I said, oh, what do you think? And they just keep the little words of wisdom, people at work, my boss at work that allowed me to practice, uh, even the custodian that always cleans my room that was just so excited for me. See, these are all just the moments that could have passed right by me if I was just like, oh, write my speech, do my speech, got it. It was because I chose to say, I want to take this in. I want to take in what people can give to me and receive it in a humble way and learn from it. And then after I learn from it, I want to embrace the uncomfortable place it might put me in. It takes doing those three steps for us to really be able to, to understand the power of the people around us, of what they can teach us. But I'm just, just about to walk into the real hard work. Um, when you write a book or you do something like this, the hard work is the promotion, really just staying on top of saying, oh, and now I'm going to send it out and I'm going to tell people about it and I'm going to release, you know, writings about it or whatever. Um, you know, you guys are going to hear about all this because I share it with you. I feel as though this is important time that you and I connect and I'm able to share with you 
the process of how this changed me in a way that I, it's even hard for me to really put into words. That's how come I haven't spoke about it for a month because I felt like every time I tried to, and even now, you know, that I'm going to be too rambly. I'm not going to get it all out. I don't know if I'm going to say it all right. And do I even know what I want to say? Well, whatever comes out, comes out. This is what you got. (laughs) But I know that there's other things on my horizon that I'm going to need to use these very same skills in. I know that there is a bigger reason for me to do this. It wasn't just because I wrote an affirmation in January and I wanted to follow through with what I said. It was because there was gaps of things that I need to learn to be able to level up for the things that are, uh, are meant for me to walk into. And this was a moment in time that I was able to do that. And then I was able to already, even now, reach out and coach other people on some of the important things that I've learned, which is really the circle of life, isn't it? Um, There's going to be an announcement very soon. I don't know when she's allowed to announce it of somebody super close to me that got uh, a TED Talk in Texas. And... uh, And she texted me and said, thank you, because I just said, you know what, let's do this. And I just kind of like poured into her some of the stuff that uh, that I knew about. And um, it was actually tonight before I pushed record right now uh, that she said, they chose me. Ah, I can't believe it. Ah, (laughs) it's what you feel when you've been chosen and you don't know if you're going to be able to. Um, But here I am. It's very close to the day where the link is going to be available to you. And I'm going to do a little, a really fun video. The moment that it is, I'm just going to be like, it's out, it's out. Well, podcast video. So audio, (laughs) you're listening. Video, if you hop over to my infant but growing YouTube. (laughs) Um, it's, It's pretty cool to have a podcast that I know is flourishing all over the world. And then you hop over to my YouTube and it's like, a hundred or so. And I'm like, meh, it's okay. People are listening to my voice more than looking at me, I think. That's great. I love that. It's actually what I wanted, the reason why I chose it. Um, but those of you that are listening, if you want to see this, especially if you're on Spotify, unfortunately, there's just one platform that you can be on where it does video right now on Spotify. But you can go over to YouTube and you can watch it usually a little less edited even, over um, at Share the Focused Mindset. I think I'm going to try and move it to Share Kretz, the Focused Mindset. Now, there's some changes that some of you guys might have seen that I want to address before we move forward. One of it is that my Instagram, I changed it to Share Kretz, the Focused Mindset. And I changed that also on my Facebook. I think on the LinkedIn, so I added my last name. I also updated my website. If you guys haven't visited, it's time to do that. And I added a URL. So you can go to sharecrets.com, www.sharecrets.com, or you can go to thefocusedmindset.com like you always have. And I changed it to include some of the pictures from the TED to be able to market more towards speaking. And, um, and I want to know what you guys think. So feel free to do that and then email me at share at the focused mindset and, uh, and let me know what you think. And hopefully I'm going to be able to 
hear back from a lot of you guys. And then in my next episode, I'm going to talk about some of the fiascos that I've had with the title. <laughs> oh, the title. So many of you guys reached out and helped me with that. Thank you. Thank you. I really wanted to do something kind of edgy and kind of surprising, and it ended up being very straightforward. But you know what? Again, learning process. I learned. I learned and learned and learned and learned. And that's what we're all about in life is learning. I think being solution-focused um, in the way that we talk about it is really part of it is being humble. And part of it is being teachable. And part of it is being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Because we talk about communicating differently. We talk about really believing in the other person's ability to achieve whatever is they're meant to achieve. And it doesn't mean that they can make things happen the way that we want them to happen. It means that we have, we take the back seat and we allow them to walk the journey that they need to walk, believing that they will get to the end of that. Now, I believe that you have a journey that you're on and you are just moments away from a new season in your life. If you're listening to this live, you're moments away from a whole new year. It's a time where we do a lot of reflection and we do a lot of planning and writing affirmations. And if you don't, you should. And we do a lot of journaling. And and I, I want to ask you to take time to reflect upon what you really want to write down. And write down something that you want to truly move forward on and that you truly want to make progress on and see what happens this year when you do that. It might be something that produces a product like a book or a, uh, that you're going to do some work towards really deliberately. Or it might be something that is a personality trait that no one will really know that you're deliberately and humbly going about changing it. Maybe you've been a little too bold, a little too bold in areas and too blunt. It's teetering into rudeness. Maybe you've been too quiet and you haven't stepped out into the person that you were meant to be. Maybe it's something else that you know that you've been meaning to do and this year is the year to do it. Maybe it's your health, your fitness, whatever it is, write it down. Write it down before the year even starts and begin to internalize and picture what that's going to look like when it's done, when it's accomplished. Then to picture yourself doing the steps that it takes to get there and then choose to do it with humility, being teachable and embracing the uncomfortable. And then I want to hear the stories because that's what it's all about to have a focused mindset. We focus on these things so we can be enriched. So as we come to the end of this episode, don't forget to check the show notes. I always leave links in there for you. And in the next few weeks, I have some amazing guests that I spoke to a while ago and I haven't been able to put it out. You are, you're going to love some of the people that I'm talking to. One counselor that I've absolutely I just respect unbelievably. And, and then one counselor slash solution focused expert that's been trained by people overseas that I could only dream of meeting, let alone being trained by. That's coming up 
I'm not even going to give you any more spoilers right now. Expect another episode in a few days when the link launches to Ted X Ocala. And thank you for listening. Um, thank you for listening to just a little bit about this journey. But it's time for me to go today. All right, we're going to get going. We're going to get moving. You're going to get moving. And we're going to go live our best life. Have fun. Have a great day. And most importantly, live solution focused. Bye. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.